to the Thrive Podcast. I'm Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll share all we've learned about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. I'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Well, friends, here's a topic I'm not sure I ever thought that I would be talking about on a podcast, let alone to anyone ever. (laughs) The whole world of Instagram. And my relationship with Instagram has been up until, reckon, 8, 10, 12 months ago, I used to hate, like capital H, hate Instagram. However, my appreciation, understanding, recognition, acknowledgement, all of the good things of what Instagram can do for you and what it can do for your business has encouraged me to do a complete 180. But before we get into all the good stuff, I want to share the review of the week from my girl, Sarah, at La Vie en Rose Florals. Always so excited when another podcast comes out. Thanks, Sarah. Love all the podcasts Kathleen does. I am so thankful you take the time out to express your words of wisdom and creativity. Your encouragement, honesty, genuineness, and relatability always hits home. Even when I am so overwhelmed, she always helps me move to the next step with my business. I always look forward to new podcasts and always tell my husband everything I learned and how helpful it was. He even started listening to some of them for his own business endeavors. Thank you so much. This is amazing. I don't know, this whole idea of talking about flowers and A, people over on the other side of the world are listening, so that's crazy town. And B, people are getting their partners on board and... Their partners don't have anything to do with flowers. They're just learning all the stuff. So I am so happy to have you here. And Sarah, thank you so much for the review. And if you guys feel so compelled, please just jump onto the iTunes, leave a little review, tell me your thoughts. And if you're the lucky ducky, then I will read your review to the rest of the world. And if you have a friend who you think this podcast might be helpful for, just pass it along. Say yo. Yo, Biatch, you may want to listen to this. And that would just be so super helpful because I know that there's hundreds of other little flower fairies all floating around the world, wandering aimlessly, banging their head against the wall, going, oh, I wish somebody would just tell me all the things. Well, I'm here. Not to fret. Anyway, let's get on with the show. I think Instagram... Well, I should say, I know Instagram is my all-time favorite social platform, but I also actually really just enjoy being on Instagram, and I want to talk you through just a few things, bits and pieces that helped me get to this place of actually enjoying the gram, and also talk about how, very specifically, you can actually use Instagram to your advantage to build your business. So here is the thing to remember about Instagram. It is the brainchild of some ridiculously intelligent people, then bought by our good friends at Facebook. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg, for pretty much reinventing the landscape in terms of social media. So 
Instagram is owned by Facebook. Now, what does that mean? Instagram is a for-profit entity. It is there to make money. It is not there primarily to connect you with friends, family, help you promote and talk about what's happening. It is literally there to create money. The way that they make money on the platform is people buy ads. More people will buy ads if the platform is more effective and more useful. To get the platform to be more effective and more useful, they capture a huge amount of data about you, how people engage with your content, how you engage with other people's content. And I think there's something like, it's either a billion users on Facebook and then many hundreds of millions of users on Instagram, but there's some just like beyond fathomable number of people around the world who are using Instagram to communicate and show their little piece of the world to other people in the world. But remember, the primary purpose of Instagram is to make money, right? It's, this is not a tool that somebody just created out of the kindness of their own heart to share and allow you to connect and stay in touch with people from around the world, right? They have a very clear agenda. Agree with it or disagree with it, it is just a fact. Instagram is a for-profit business. It is going to try and profit off of what you are doing. All you need to do is simply accept and learn how to play the game. At the end of the day, Instagram wants you to spend more time on their platform, right? The more time you spend on the platform, the increased likelihood it is that you're going to click on one of these ads that somebody else has paid for. And once you click on the ad, hopefully you'll buy something, right? So you can see how this is a complete cycle. You spend more time on Instagram, you get sucked into an ad because they understand your behavior and start targeting you even better with ads that are even more relevant to what you're doing. And then you click on something and you end up buying it. Advertiser's happy, so advertiser will then spend more money with Instagram. This is the basic premise of this social platform. It's very simple. You simply need to realize that this is a game. Instagram is a marketing platform. You get to use it in whatever way is useful to you and your business. And as I said before, my relationship with the Instagrams has changed so much in the last year because, and I'm going to talk you through a few tips and tricks, but single-handedly, because I have decided to change my relationship with Instagram and I use it as a way to connect to grow our audience for this flower business, learning and sharing goodness, to create community, and to learn. The single best thing that you can do to recalibrate and reevaluate your relationship with Instagram is go in and unfollow anyone who does not make you feel empowered, who does not bring you joy, who generally does not bring goodness into your life. It does not matter who you follow on Instagram. If you once heard the rumor that you need to follow people and then they'll follow you back and that's how you're going to get more followers, 
There are people out there who have hundreds of thousands of followers who do not actually follow anyone. Let me repeat that. There are people out there who have tens of 20 of hundreds of thousands of followers who do not actually follow anyone. So you do not need to follow anyone ever. You don't. You get to follow the people that you want to follow because they're going to bring joy and energy into your life. I like to think of it like it's my own personalized Netflix channel. I get to go in and decide what content is allowed in and what content I don't need to worry about. I do not follow a huge number of florists, floral designers, stylists, or big name wedding and events businesses. That decision to go in there and unfollow all of those people is the single best decision I've made to reevaluate my relationship with Instagram. You do not need to follow anyone. I am on a personal mission because a few weeks back I noticed that I am following like 400 and something people. So every week I take five or 10 minutes and I go into my list and I very intentionally unfollow 10, 15, 20 people in that list so that I can get that list somewhere below 100 people. I don't know 450 people. I don't even know if I want to know 450 people intimately because there's no way in my head that I could keep those relationships straight. I wouldn't even remember their names. (laughs) So why do I feel the need to follow 450 people? It's completely irrelevant. And I know for a matter of fact, when we first started this business, I would have gone in and thought I needed to follow all the fancy pants, big named people, brands, floral designers. You don't. You absolutely do not. Unless those people are bringing you joy and love and appreciation, you actually do not need to go in and follow any of those people. And here is a hot tip. If somebody gets offended because you have unfollowed them, that is their fault. That is their baggage. That is that their emotional dysfunction. That is their story to work on. That has nothing to do with you. So if you happen to be one of my listeners and I have gone in and unfollowed you, A, it's probably because I don't know who you are, and B, don't take it personally. You are allowed to follow whomever you want, and I am going to follow whomever I want. Thanks. Flipping the script around and telling yourself that you no longer need to follow any of the, in quote, famous florists is going to change your psyche, like, phenomenally. I think it's one of the best decisions I've made in the last decade of my lifetime. I've made some very good decisions, but I think... Reevaluating my relationship with Instagram has been so good for my soul, for my self-confidence, for my self-worth, for all the things that actually matter. And thinking about Instagram like it's your own curated TV channel is such a good way to go about it. The minute, I mean the minute and probably the second that you're following somebody and you feel self-doubt, you feel bad about yourself, you feel out of energy, 
go in and unfollow them or at the bare minimum go in and unblock what they're doing. I have heard a few people say, oh, but I like to follow this person and that person. I know I don't feel great about it, but I just like to know what they're up to. Here's a fun fact. You can go onto Instagram at any time, search somebody, and then go in and check their stories and check their feed, and you will then know what they're up to. It's like going in and changing the channel to something else just for shits and gigs, knowing you can always change the channel back. I think it's a very different approach to having people kind of push content to you as opposed to you and going out to seek that content. So my single biggest tip, if you do nothing else today, please go in and unfollow anyone who does not bring you joy and love and satisfaction. Because here's the exciting thing. You can always go in and refollow them later. Easy as that. And another exciting news, somebody has decided to start construction down the street, so hopefully it's not too disturbing, hopefully the sound and the audio is okay, but you know what, we're just going to keep pushing forward, because this is my time for recording podcasts, and this is what we got to do, people, push forward. So, my next tip to remember is that Instagram is not necessarily real-time. You are absolutely allowed to post things that happened six months ago, two weeks ago, three days ago, four hours ago, four seconds ago. You have complete control, 100% control of what you post and when. And going in and changing your mindset around whether something needs to be posted in real time or not puts you back in the driver's seat, right? You have complete control over when things are posted. They absolutely do not need to be in real time. There are a handful of people that I do follow who go out of their way to log off. They literally delete the app on a Friday afternoon and then put it back on their phone on Monday morning. They will take a few happy snaps over the weekend so that their first story on Monday is check out the few highlights from the weekend. But they're not walking around with their phone all the time and checking in with Instagram every five seconds. So, point number two, you do not need to post in real time. You don't need to at all. Which leads me to point three, because there is this whole world, and let me tell you, you absolutely recommend that you take advantage of it. If you searched photo presets or photo editing hacks, you are going to land in this whole ecosystem that is magical. It is the thing that is going to help take your imagery to a whole new level. So in the world of professional photography, there is the craft of actually taking a picture with the camera, and then there is the craft of post-production or photo editing. Both are incredibly important. So there's the actual capturing of the light, the composition, the styling that's happening in the photo, But equally important is what happens in the editing suite. What happens in color correcting? What happens in filters? You know how when you post something on Instagram, it gives you all the options of all the different filters? There is a whole space of people who do that professionally. 
So if you ever work with a photographer, you'll know that there's probably somewhere between a six and eight week lag between when they take the pictures and then when they send the pictures to their clients. That is so that they can go through and filter and edit the pictures to fit their aesthetic. Now, as an amateur photographer, you can go out and do exactly the same thing. There are some beautiful, beautiful cheats and hacks and this thing called presets that are going to add so much beauty to your imagery. So if you're looking at how pictures are taken on your phone versus how somebody else's looks, don't be shy about Googling presets. You can pay for them anywhere between, it's like 25 and probably a few hundred dollars, depending on who's you get. And you load them onto your phone and they're like filters provided by Instagram, but 8,000 times better. So don't be shy about buying yourself a set of presets and then applying it to any photos that you take. It's so good, people. It's so good. If you don't want to spend any money and you're happy to play around and learn about these things, then go on to Pinterest and you can use, so there's two main photo editing apps out there that I know of that people use. So VSCO is one of them and then Lightroom is the second one. So go on to Pinterest and look up VSCO presets or Lightroom presets, depending on which app you want to be using, and play around. Like literally set time in your calendar to play around with the post-production, to play around with the editing of your images. You are going to be astounded and you are going to feel so much better about all of your life choices because it's going to add this cohesiveness around what your photos look like. You can increase the brightness, you could have everything have like a blue hue, a yellow hue, a green hue, everything could be super edgy and raw. It is magic. It is literally like waving a magic wand. So one of my greatest discoveries in the past few months is this whole world of presets. Totally 100% encourage you to jump on the bandwagon. Point number four is all about curating your feed. I used to be so over that word, but now I'm kind of coming back around to appreciating it because there is an art and a craft to very intentionally loading up your Instagram feed so that it looks visually pleasing. You might think that this is a complete waste of time, but I'm going to tell you that it's not. (laughs) Because we work with flowers and it is a visual medium. So if somebody new were to land on your profile and they just looked at what you had set up, they are going to have a very quick glance, like somewhere between three and five seconds, closer to three, three seconds that they're going to look at your feed. And if there is a visual cohesion to it, they are more likely to follow you and therefore more likely to buy from you. Think about how you feel when you walk into anthropology, right? They have an entire team, like an army of people called visual merchandisers that is all about how they present the aesthetic in their store. Like what is that whole shopping experience? You know how good you feel when you walk into anthropology? It's like somebody just came in and gave you a big hug and you want to walk around and touch all the things. You can do exactly the same thing on your Instagram feed. So you can just Google 
Instagram planner, Instagram feed set up, and there'll be lots of different apps that you can use to actually go in and specifically curate and plan out the tiles that sit on your Instagram feed so you could create your own rhythm to what is happening on your Instagram feed. Play around with different things, play around with different images. This is where you can see how your presets all fit together, how the whole family sings together, and then you'll have all of a sudden this very magical and cohesive feed, and you'll be like, oh my god, it's so pretty. This is a weird thing, but one of the things that we're going to talk a lot about in our October Business Masterclass is this whole idea of how you do anything is how you do everything. Your level of professionalism and presentation that you put off on your Instagram feed is 100% a direct reflection of how capable you are at playing with flowers. Curating an Instagram feed has nothing to do with playing flowers but your potential client is going to see this cohesion as, oh, this person knows what they're doing. They're super classy. So I am going to follow them, and therefore I'm also going to inquire about their services. So putting time and energy into what your Instagram feed looks like, how all the tiles play together, the stories that you're telling, what you're actually showing, matters. It all is wrapped up in this world of marketing, and branding and how you present yourself to your potential customers. It's going to feel like pulling teeth at the beginning, but you'll get there. And this whole taking messy action and just starting is an amazing thing to experience on Instagram because you may or may not know you can go in and archive a post at any time. If you don't know how to do that, simply go to the Google and type in Instagram, how to archive, feed, post, and it will show you because 8,000 people have done a YouTube video on it or they posted a blog on it and somebody will point you in the right direction. So you have complete control over what your feed looks like. I 100% think it's worth putting the time and energy into making your feed look pretty, make it feel welcoming because it's going to then encourage your customers to come find you and inquire. Funny that. Funny that whole marketing thing. So point number five, you are absolutely, and this is related to point number four, but you are absolutely allowed to and entitled to curate and make your Instagram a best of showreel about your business or your life. Because last time I checked, Instagram is a marketing tool. I don't give a rat's ass if somebody out there thinks that you need to be talking about all the badness that's happening in your life. If that's what you want to do, you can do that. But I would highly encourage you to use Instagram as a way to encourage customers to engage with you, to get more clients, to grow a bigger community, to connect with people who you actually want to connect with. And don't be shy about simply showing the best of your life. Because Instagram is not real life, right? You do not need to be posting in real time. You are absolutely entitled to only show specific areas of your business that you want to show. You don't got to show all the things that are happening. You don't. If you don't want to and you're not comfortable with it and that's not how you want to contribute to the world, don't worry about it. So those are five things to think about. And I want to just touch on 
five ways you can use Instagram as a marketing tool for your business. So, point number one. Reiterating something I said a few minutes ago is that you can curate your best of showreel, and this can be a combination of things you have done for paid clients, things you've done for yourself, and things you feel inspired by that other people have done. Here's a hot tip. You are absolutely allowed to use other people's content on your Instagram feed. I would hugely, highly, and probably even say I demand you to make sure that you credit the person who created that work originally. Please, please, please do not pass that work off as your own. But one thing that we have found incredibly helpful in terms of steering our customers in a specific direction is being able to pull in content from other designers, being very clear about the fact that that work is done by somebody else, but talking about the fact that we are simply inspired by the design, by the color palette, by the fact that they're on the other hemisphere, therefore they're approaching different seasons, anything. Don't be shy about featuring other people's work on your Instagram feed because there are beautiful people out there who've taken beautiful photos that will definitely inspire you. But please, 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 I urge you to make sure that you credit the person whose work it is. Do not try and pass it off as your own. So in the whole world of curating your best of showreel, you can absolutely incorporate other people's work into your portfolio that you promote on Instagram, but please do not pass it off as your own work. Tip number two. For all of you that do not have a customer-facing physical studio or retail shop, Instagram is going to be your best friend. One of the things about building a relationship with your potential customers is that you need to be creating trust so that people will give you their money before you give them their flowers. There's this whole cycle that needs to happen in a sales and marketing sense in the flower industry because you need to get the money from your customer before you have actually made your order in 99.9% of the cases. You get to use social media to your advantage to make that happen. If you don't have a physical retail space that customers can come into, use social media to your advantage and show your studio or your space to them. I reckon this is one of the best things in the world because if you don't own a physical space, you only have to show a small corner of your studio. You could always just have the same setup, same framing, same two square meters of your studio to show what you're working on, and everything else that's out of camera could be a complete disaster, total mess. But if you keep that two square meters relatively tidy, fairly photogenic, so that you can take a few happy snaps, that means that you get to show what's happening in your studio and you look more legitimate. And you do not need to invest in a physical retail or studio space that customers can walk into because you can just invest the time in keeping that two square meters photogenic and pretty and lovely. So super cheap alternative to actually paying rent is taking the time to create a photogenic photo nook, 
little area of your studio that can show work in progress, anything. Anything that you can do to kind of invite your customers, in quotes, into your space is going to increase the trust level with you and your potential customers. Way cheaper option than going out and signing a 12 or 24 month lease for a rental space and just carve out like six square feet, whatever little bit you want that's near a big fat window that you can kind of style and make it look like a studio. And you're going to feel like you're playing pretend, but it doesn't matter because Instagram is simply a marketing channel. Related to that is point number three. Don't be shy about showing your behind the scenes. Hot tip is that customers want to work with busy businesses. You know how sometimes you'll walk by a restaurant and there'll be a lineup outside of like 40 people and you're like, I've never even heard of this restaurant. Why are there 40 people lined up outside? It must be good, therefore we need to go. You have that thought process in about four seconds, right? There's this automatic attraction, this magnetism that happens with busy restaurants. Do the same on your Instagram. Anytime you have a paid order, anytime you're playing with flowers, anytime you're doing anything remotely associated with working, Don't be shy about taking a very quick happy snap with your phone and posting it on Instagram stories. Anything you can do to show the fact that you are working, that you are busy, that you can demonstrate your expertise, that you can showcase your professionalism is going to work in your favor. Because remember, let's say it all again, Instagram is a marketing tool. Point number four. Use Instagram to promote and talk about the work that you want to be doing. This is a revelation that I had in the last probably only like eight months, maybe a year. But this whole idea of instead of always just showing work that we have done, is showing the work that you want to be doing. It is going to then attract the clients that you want to be working with. And this might take a little bit of investment in your part in terms of like going out and buying the flowers that you want to be working with in the future. It truly is an investment in growing your business and building the portfolio of the work that you want to be doing. You do not need to invest in a big, fat, massive styled shoot. You don't even necessarily need to pay a photographer to take pictures of your work, although that's an added bonus. Investing in the flowers and the ingredients that you want to be working with in the future and playing with those flowers and learning how to take photos of those flowers means that somebody can so easily call you and say, hey, I love what you posted on the 16th of April. Can I get one of them, but for 80 bucks? You see how this is like this cycle and which is why I'm going to keep telling you that Instagram is a marketing channel. Use it to grow your business and use it to market your business. So when it comes to wanting to evolve your style, attract higher end clients, step one is go out and buy the ingredients that you want to be working with in the future. Step two is make some shit. Step three, learn to photograph that stuff. Use presets. Put in some research in terms of making sure you've got natural light. Go to YouTube, Google how to photograph beautifully. So many people out there are teaching this stuff and it's so useful. Then you can post that on your Instagram and that is then going to attract the type of people that you want to be working with. 
Point number five, plan and curate your feed. It is not a waste of time. Set the timer, update your feed, and make it look aesthetically pleasing. You can use a combination of flower photos, photos of yourself, photos of your clients, photos of dogs, cute little quotes. You can even go out there. Here's a hot tip. You can go out there and buy a suite of stock images to use in commercial purposes for your business that are actually and intentionally specifically for people to use on Instagram. There are people out there who have created stock image libraries that you can purchase specifically to then feature on your Instagram feed. So if you are struggling, if you're really at a loss and you don't know what to do, Google Instagram stock images. There is a girl named Jasmine Starr who is a beautiful human being who lives in California, and this is her thing. She has a program called Social Curator. You pay a monthly membership and you get access to her entire suite of photos. It's amazing. Her photography is beautiful, so well-considered, very charming, very lovely. Don't be shy about paying for tools to add to your marketing arsenal. You absolutely do not need to be that magical little unicorn that has all of a sudden discovered to know how to take photos. Everything's perfect. Why not pay somebody else to do that job? It's very, very reasonably priced. And that way you will have a whole collection of images that you can use to supplement your Instagram photog library. So if you took a combination of your work in progress stuff, learning to take some photos, beautiful stills of flowers, bouquets, your studio space, you at work, pulling in reference images of things and people that you're inspired by, pulling in some stock imagery, and then potentially adding in a few cute, well-designed little quotes within your Instagram feed, that is what I mean when I talk about being specific and intentional about curating your feed. You can paint an entire picture about your life and you are entirely allowed to make it a best of showreel, make it the business that you want to be in, and make it very well considered and curated. Because here we go again, Instagram is a marketing channel. Use it to your advantage. Set up the brand and the vibe and all the goodness and what you want it to feel like when people land on your feed. And don't forget, you can play around, you can evolve it. You can literally up go, update 12 images and your feed will just look completely new. So go in if you feel like you want to archive stuff, doesn't matter, right? Like just take action and start and play around with it and be open to changing your relationship with Instagram. And I will say, if you can get to the point of being comfortable and talking to the camera, it's going to take your business to a whole new level and your level of credibility and expertise is going to skyrocket. But I also know that's going to be a big ask for a lot of you. But that is your next challenge. So I'm going to wrap it up there because that's a lot of talking, but I really hope that that's helpful. And I do also want to seed the thought with you to say it is very possible depending on who your ideal client is, that you actually may not need to be on Instagram at all. 
So we fall into this whole kind of expectation or this norm of the fact that everybody else is on Instagram and they're all trying to get as many followers as possible. Some of those florists out there have 45, 55, 65, 125, 1.5 million followers on Instagram. Therefore, that must be what I need to do. I would urge you to pause for a second. Think through who your ideal client is and whether they are even using Instagram to find you. We talk more about all of this and go into beautiful, gory detail in our October Business Masterclass. Registration for the program is going to open up on the 1st of October. Registration will only be open for one week. And this is the only time that we're going to open the course for the rest of this year. So you can either jump on the bandwagon in October get all the goodness. So we're going to be doing, there's a whole book that goes with it that talks about pricing and branding and attracting your ideal client, how to conquer all the admin things and handing over our exact model for pricing. Plus we're doing four live training sessions at two different times. So no matter where you are in the world, you can jump on the bandwagon and through every week in October, we're also going to have live Q and a sessions. So if you want to talk about Instagram in more detail, get into all of the goodness and I can even give you all the tips and tricks and hacks and how to use hashtags and how to use location tagging and how to curate your feed, how to make it all look beautiful, how to get comfortable talking on camera, jump on in, sign up for the waitlist so you can visit fourflorist.com, jump on the waitlist and you can also just click the link in the show notes. So that's that jam which is pretty exciting. And I am so bloody excited by this course. I cannot even begin to tell you. And the number of people who I've told, oh my gosh, I wish that this existed five years ago because I feel like it would have saved me so much pain and suffering and many, many tears. But it has dawned on me and I have come to realize that this is my current purpose for being. I went through five years of pain and suffering and crying so that I could teach you all the good things so that you could hopefully just skip all over that bit move on to world domination in the flower business. I'm going to wrap it up there. If you are listening to this, please take a screen grab and share it on the Instagrams. And then we'll share it out with the world because there's so many other flower fairies out there waiting to discover us. And I love you. And I hope you have the most beautiful day. And I'll talk to y'all later. Bye for now.